inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. My name is Walker Wildman. This is AFA at the Core. And we are broadcasting live on the American Family Radio Network in uh, over 30 states and on uh, nearly or right at about 180 radio towers. And we actually may be at 179 now, technically speaking. We had an airplane fly into one of our towers last weekend. Pretty uh, tragic, tragic situation in that the uh, pilot passed away. Um, but uh, it took down the entire radio tower. Uh, that that was in uh, the state of Arkansas this past weekend. So we're at about 179 radio towers around the country. And um, let's see, probably nearly half of those uh, we own and operate. We own the uh, the property, the tower, the infrastructure, everything. Uh, so this is truly the American Family Radio Network. And uh, one thing my grandfather wanted to do, he wanted to fulfill, is uh, owning the microphone. And that's what he wanted to do back in the 90s. He saw this uh, vision in the late 80s, early 90s. And so he, uh, through uh, the Lord's strength, started the American Family Radio Network. And he wanted to make sure that we owned the microphone so that we could share the truth about what's going on in our country and do so without fear of being canceled or deplatformed or punished otherwise for sharing the truth about what's going on in our society and around the world. So that's what we're doing here each day on The Core and on American Family Radio and all the other shows uh, that we have here on the network. We are live streaming on our video platform. We are live streaming the video for The Core today. Streaming.afa.net is that URL streaming.afa.net is the URL. You can go and watch the core live right now by logging in to streaming.afa.net. If you go there, you if you already have an account, you can just log in, just enter your your email and password. If you don't, go ahead and create a free account. It takes you just a couple minutes. And not only can you watch the core live on our streaming platform, but you can also watch a plethora that's my word, my, my show word now, Bobby. Ooh, I like that. That's very nice. <laughs> We're going to have to do like AFA at the core, hashtag plethora. Um, don't ask me to spell it, by the way. But you can watch uh, the core live, but also all the other content that we have on the streaming platform, all the AFA produced documentaries, et cetera, et cetera. That's what you say when you don't know the rest. Just say et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can uh, get access to very much information on our streaming platform, tons of videos, curriculums, uh, stuff for your Sunday school class, small group, so on and so forth. So there you go, streaming.afa.net. We got our live uh, live streaming feature there, so you can watch many of the shows that you hear on AFR, watch them live as they're in progress there on our streaming platform. Well, moving into our scripture for today, we are in Psalm chapter 32 for the week. Psalm chapter 32, listen to verse 1 and 2. 
Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. And so the question I brought up yesterday is, well, how do we have our transgressions forgiven? How do we have our sin covered? How do we make it to where the Lord counts against us no iniquity? And how do we have no deceit in our spirit? Well, we do so through the power of the Holy Spirit, through belief in Jesus Christ unto salvation. That's how we achieve what David is outlining here. That's how we achieve it, by believing, trusting in God, trusting in Jesus Christ, and allowing the Holy Spirit to move in our life. We're all fallen We're all born into sin, but we don't have to stay that way. And that's the story of the gospel. We don't have to stay that way. And we can strive for godliness even while we're still on this earth. Yes, we can. It happens every day. People's lives are changed because they submit themselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's the lesson of Psalm chapter 32. Well, um, you know, one of the, some of the, feedback we get for the show is that uh, the core, we talk about things, number one, that people care about, things that Christians care about, but also we do so in a very unfiltered manner, and we say things that everybody's thinking, and I think that's refreshing for our audience. So we're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue delivering uh, for for our audience here. And uh, and be it really be a voice for you, and I think that's that's one of the uh, of many reasons why people love American Family Radio. They love the core, is that we're actually able to provide a voice for many people out there. You know, average Americans like you and me, um, they uh, they feel like their their voice isn't heard. They don't have a place to speak, and so we hope to provide a bit of a voice for those uh, for those individuals around the country, for families around this country. Well, one of the stories I want to get back to that we talked about yesterday is that this, uh, this, the more I read about this Joe Manchin, uh, Chuck Schumer bill that I, that I talked a little bit about yesterday, the more I read about it, the worse it gets. The more I read about it, the worse it gets. So I originally read the bill and parts of it, and I thought, well, this is what, $400 billion? I mean, come on, it's just $400 billion. That's like a penny in the eyes of the federal government. Okay, no, it's not. $400 billion is a lot of money. Well, I was wrong. It's $800 billion. I was wrong. It's nearly a trillion. That's what they're wanting to spend just in uh, in this arena. Now, they're, they're trying to make this part of a larger budget bill, but the uh, Schumer uh, uh, and... Uh, the Schumer and Manchin, uh, who's a s- senator from West Virginia, their bill is getting worse by the day. It's getting worse by the day. And so we have a problem with inflation. Why? Primarily because we, as a nation, printed, I don't know, about $7 trillion bucks in about 24 months. That's when we have inflation. It's basic economics. You provide too much uh, money supply, print too much money in too short a period of time. What are you going to have? You're going to have inflation. The value of the dollar decreases. Why? Because the supply of the dollar artificially increased. And when I say artificially, 
the Treasury Department just unilaterally decided they were going to print a bunch of money, all right? And so that's what they did, and now we have inflation. And uh, the last thing we need, and I've said this before, the last thing we need during times of inflation is for Congress to spend trillions more. That's the last thing that we need, meaning it's going to make matters worse. And it is as if that's what they want to do. Let's make matters worse. And all the talk about the Great Reset, I mean, the left, the God-haters, the Democrats, they do all that they can within their power to fuel the theories about the Great Reset. And so they talk about the Great Reset, and they talk about how we need to destroy our current system and rebuild a new system, and that's the Great Reset. And so those theories and talk about the Great Reset are not conspiracy theories. They're not far-fetched. I mean, after all, it's these globalists that are talking, and they're using the words Great Reset. That's them, not us. Um, So when you look at what they're doing to our nation with inflation and destroying the energy industry, so on and so forth, uh, a Great Reset is, is exactly what it appears that they are looking for. Well, someone who agrees that, uh, by the way, not, not only does this mansion and Schumer bill, not only does it spend billions on the Green New Deal and on the unreliable solar and windmills, but it also um, raises taxes for 90 plus percent of Americans. Yes, it raises taxes. So we have times of inflation. We have, we have a slowing economy. We have negative GDP, two quarters in a row, which is a recession. And what are we going to do? We're going to tax people more. Well, somebody who thinks that's a bad idea is Barack Obama. Yes, Barack Obama during the last recession. Do you notice how these recessions just happen to occur under Democrats? Not all of them, but most of them happen under Democrats. Well, President Obama, when he was president, said that, look, the last thing we need is, uh, is t- more taxes during a recession. Clip two, let's listen. I'd say to Scott is, uh, his economics are right. You don't raise taxes in a recession. We haven't raised taxes in a recession. But you, we might, don't have for a, you might for the... That was uh, Chuck Todd interviewing Barack Obama when he was president, President Obama. And uh, President Obama said, look, you know, this uh, Steve guy, I don't know whether he's talking about Steve Forbes or whoever uh, the president was replying to, but he said, look, uh, he's right. You don't, you don't raise taxes. You don't increase taxes during a recession. That's the last thing that we should do. Well, what are the Democrats talking about doing? Raising taxes while we're in a recession. And the whole definition change of a recession, you know, it's, it's absurd. At face value, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Nobody's playing along with that. I mean, come on. But in another, in another way, it's very disturbing. Well, what does it matter what the definition of a recession is? Well, folks, if you can just willy-nilly change definitions, that's concerning. And, and this all started with the what is a woman? What is a man? And so they, they, they talk as if there are no definitions. It's just whatever you feel in any given day. But that is very, very concerning and very disturbing that we can't even agree on common definitions. So Democrats are looking at raising taxes, and uh, President Obama said, bad idea. We shouldn't raise, we shouldn't increase taxes 
uh, during a recession. That's President Obama leading us on the policy front here. Well, CNN, to, to kind of put a bow on this topic for this segment, CNN, one of their uh, business editors, their CNN business editor at large, and he's also a host on CNN, uh, Richard Quest is his name, he brought us the truth, and it was kind of refreshing. You know, they they first called inflation transitory, and that was 12 months ago. They called it transitory, and we called their bluff. We told you it wasn't transitory. It's just the things that are leading to this inflation are here to stay for a while. Well, the Fed delayed, and they kicked the can down the road, and they're finally raising interest rates very slowly, by the way, like a 75 basis point jump in this environment is very weak, very slow, not very aggressive at all. And so they're taking their sweet time. Meanwhile, inflation's sticking around. Consumer price index is hovering around 9% and continuing to go up. Let's listen to a CNN business editor tell us that inflation is here and it's going to be here for a while. Clip three. I think you're going to get a very good idea of the landscape going into whatever's coming next. Because the results we're going to see from companies like Starbucks, and we've seen from Caterpillar, it gives us a broad range of the strength of the economy at the moment. But this is before the Fed's interest rates have really kicked in. Mm. So you're not going to see the effect of that for many, many more months. But what you will get is a really good idea of how strong the consumer is going into this tightening cycle. And that will tell us, for example, if numbers from CVS, from Starbucks, from those companies, Airbnb, from Marriott, if they show weakness going into this interest rate cycle, then we know it's going to be a much more difficult and potentially recessionary time. Thank you for just speaking the truth. That's CNN there, speaking the truth. They're right. I mean, if if businesses and if industries aren't liking the environment now, when the Fed just started raising rates to combat inflation, what are these businesses and sectors going to do in 12 months when everything's doubled as far as interest rates? So we're in for a tough time as a nation. I don't think it's going to be apocalyptic, but people are going to be unfortunate. People are going to lose their job. It's not going to be a good, a good thing going on in our nation. So we do need to prepare for that. We do need to prepare for that. Uh, all thanks to the terrible economic policies of Republicans and Democrats. Be back in a few. When the wicked rule, people groan. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The U.S. House of Representatives passed H.R. 8404, the misnamed Respect for Marriage Act, with a 267 to 157 vote. The bill seeks to provide legislative sanction for homosexual marriage nationwide. Regressives fear that Obergefell, the SCOTUS opinion that created a so-called constitutional right to homosexual marriage, may fall next because it's built on the same legal sinking sand that Roe was manufactured on. 47 House Republicans joined the Democrats to pass the bill. Now it's been fast-tracked in the U.S. Senate, and five Republicans have already expressed support for the measure. If Republicans don't fight for marriage... Can they really be considered conservative? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Today's girls, both Gen Z and Gen Alpha, live in an unmistakably dark cloud of fear. The pandemic, mass shootings, war in the world, combine those fears with the waywardness of today's cultural landscape, it's easy to see how they might be more susceptible to feelings of anxiety or depression in adolescence compared to children of generations before. It can feel impossible to cut through the dark cultural cloud that envelops our girls, but God, He redeems us, pulling us out of darkness and into His light. Together, read the words of Colossians 1, 13 to 14. By recognizing our deep reliance on God and connecting with other believers to form the community He designed us for, we can teach our girls what it means to be hope-filled, spirit-led young women of integrity. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our healthcare. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly healthcare costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. We are uh, video streaming. You can access uh, the live video of the show at any time you'd like during the show by going to streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net is that URL. It's very simple, streaming.afa.net. Log in with your account there. If you don't have one, you can create a free account. Uh, pretty, pretty simple for you to do. Uh, we do offer a free account and then a subscription account. Of course, a subscription account, uh, if you become a great commission partner and donate monthly to the ministry, you get um, uh, access to all of the content there on the streaming platform. With the free subscription, there's a, a limited access, but you can watch shows like AFA at the Core uh, under the free subscription there on our streaming platform. We do live stream the video on Facebook as well. On the CORE's Facebook page, we uh, live stream the video there as well. So whichever one is more convenient for you, uh, we offer the video in both places. And uh, Bobby does push the podcast out uh, on multiple platforms uh, each afternoon. He, he publishes the CORE uh, latest episode to uh, all major podcast platforms. So that the audio is out there for you to subscribe to um, at your convenience. Well, um, just wrapping up last segment, you know, we we're talking about the economy and and, and what the, the spending bill they're, they're working on that's going to increase taxes for the vast majority of taxpayers. And um, 
the CNN clip I played, you know, his conclusion was, this is not my conclusion, although I completely agree with him, uh, but this is CNN uh, business editor at large, Richard Quest. He said, look, the Fed, they were late to the game. I mean, they were late in responding to inflation. And since that, because of that, you know, they're having to be a little more aggressive, although I would argue not near aggressive enough, but they're having to be a little more aggressive on the interest rate front to try to cool this inflation problem down. But um, there's a long way to go. I mean, there's a long way to go. And you're already seeing, you know, some some numbers that where the economy, of course, isn't liking the, the, the raising of interest rates. And so, uh, you know, we're a long way away. I don't know how long, maybe a year or two minimum from getting interest rates back down to normal levels, two to three percent. And uh, we're going to have to go through some tough times between now and then. Um, and, and this, this you know, this all had this all had to happen. I mean, when you when you artificially um, stimulate an economy like they did with printing $7 trillion in 24 months, you're going to have inflation. You're going to have a, you know, an uptick in economic activity as a result of the increased supply and money. You're going to have peak demand. You know, the housing market was going ballistic. And, but now reality, reality is beginning to set in. The stimulus has eased off and the market is just beginning to try to go back to normal activity and this non-stimulated activity. And so that's where we are today. And so, like I said at the beginning of last show, I mean, at the, at the end of the last segment, I don't think this is going to be apocalyptic, um, but we're in a recession now and, and the Fed's just getting started. All right. So we're, and then what I mentioned to Bobby during the break is that, you know, this, this problem of inflation and, and oversupply, and then you've got the labor problem, ha- having a hard time getting workers. You got multiple problems here, and we have a very inept administration. And so, um, you really, you really need a change in administration, and some some people who actually know what they're doing in charge in Washington before you really start to providing uh, some fixes to our problems uh, going on across the country. Uh, many of them stemming out of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. By the way, before we jump to our guest, I did come across a New York Times article, a New York Times op-ed. And, you know, yesterday I talked about how, you know, what on earth is Nancy Pelosi doing in Taiwan? What is Nancy Pelosi doing in Taiwan? We haven't sent a Speaker of the House there in 25 years. All of a sudden, we got to go to Taiwan. Let's go to Taiwan. Great idea, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and nobody really knows what she's doing there. Like, there's there's really no clear explanation to say, hey, I'm going to Taiwan, and here's why. You know, they talk about the semiconductor manufacturing. They talk about Taiwan democracy or democracy in Taiwan. And you get seven different explanations as to what on earth Nancy Pelosi is doing in Taiwan. So nobody really knows. Uh, but this is not normal. It's not. We, 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 we rarely send top officials to Taiwan. We rarely do. It's, I think 1997 was the last time we sent a Speaker of the House. Well, New York Times, uh, I provided some some skepticism and doubt about, about uh, corruption in Ukraine and pumping billions of dollars into there. Where is all the money going? Who's this Zelensky guy that's all of a sudden this uh, nationalist hero? Well, New York Times op-ed piece 
provided kind of the same commentary that I provided, I don't know, three months ago. Listen to this. This is a couple paragraphs into this uh, article titled, uh, Why Pelosi's Visit to Taiwan is Utterly Reckless. This is a New York Times op-ed piece. Here's, uh, I don't know, probably halfway through. The uh, opinion writer said, and there is funny business going on in Kiev, meaning uh, Ukraine. On July 17, Zelensky fired his country's prosecutor general and the leader of its domestic intelligence agency, the most significant shakeup in his government since a Russian invasion in February. It would be the equivalent of Biden, Biden firing Merrick Garland and Bill Burns on the same day. But I have still not seen any reporting that convincingly explains what that was all about. This is according to the New York Times op-ed piece. It is as if we don't uh, want to look too closely under the hood in Ukraine for fear of what corruption or antics we might see when we have invested so much there. Uh, so that's uh, what uh, New York Times op-ed piece is, is raising the alarm about. Uh, basically, what's going on in Ukraine now? You know, How much more are we hearing about Ukraine? Well, we don't need to hear more about it, Walker. We got our money. <laughs> we got our $50 billion. Who needs to talk about Ukraine anymore? Well, we do, because what on earth is going on there? Uh, Zelensky's firing all these officials, and this is during wartime. Uh, so what's going on in Ukraine? Well, maybe we'll find out, but we really don't know right now. What I can tell you is we shouldn't spend another penny there. We shouldn't spend another penny in Ukraine. Don't know where the money is going and what it's being used for. Uh, moving to our guest, we're going to have on right now with us uh, Jamison Taylor. He's Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs with uh, the American Family Association and AFA Action. Hey, Jamison, welcome back to the Corps. Thanks for having me on the show today, Walker. Absolutely. You know, Jamison, I had you on, uh, I've had you on multiple times to talk about different uh, legislative items going on around the country. And uh, what I want to talk about now is uh, what's going on in the state of Kansas today. This is happening today in Kansas, and that is the Value Them Both Amendment to the Kansas Constitution, the Value Them Both Pro-Life Amendment to the Kansas State Constitution. Before we jump fast forward and talk about precisely what is on the ballot today in Kansas, give us a little historical context of how we got here in needing a constitutional amendment on life. Well, it's important to understand the history of this vote. This was a vote that was put to the people of Kansas via the ballot initiative process before the Supreme Court decided the Dobbs case, before the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The history of this is that in 2015, the Kansas legislature passed a very incremental law that banned late-term dismemberment abortions. And these abortions account for only about 6% of the abortions in Kansas. Dismemberment abortion is exactly what it sounds like. It entails dismembering an unborn child, taking that child out of the mother's womb piece by piece. It's a horrible procedure. It's an insult to the medical profession. And so you have seen a number of states that have banned this horrific abortion procedure. The Kansas legislature decided to do that in 2015. The pro-abortion radicals sued. That case made its way through the Kansas courts, through the Kansas state courts, finally getting to the Kansas Supreme Court in 2019. And then something very strange happened. 
the Kansas Supreme Court said that the Kansas Bill of Rights includes a fundamental right to abortion. Now, I think people were caught off guard by this, and certainly the legislature was, because Kansas, in, in 1859, the same year that they ratified, for instance, the 14th Amendment, Kansas had made abortion illegal already when the 1859 Kansas state constitution was ratified and prior to the ratification of the 14th Amendment. So to say that the Kansas state Supreme, the, the Kansas state constitution includes a fundamental right to abortion is just absolutely false. I mean, because we can point to that fact that the, in 1859, when the state constitution was ratified, abortion was illegal in Kansas. So the court just completely made this up. They just completely made it up to say that there's a fundamental right to abortion in the Kansas state constitution. So people were outraged. And so what you saw is less than a year later, folks in Kansas decided, well, we are going to amend our state constitution so that we can make it clear that the constitution does not include a fundamental right to abortion and that in turn, taxpayers are not required to fund abortion. And that's what this amendment is about. If the amendment passes and, and the vote is today, if the amendment passes, what happens in Kansas is essentially abortion policy goes back to what it was in 2019. You're hearing all kinds of rumors and you're hearing the pro-abortion radicals are trying to confuse people. What the amendment does is very simple. It basically returns abortion policy in Kansas to what it was before 2019 when the Kansas State Supreme Court completely made up this fundamental right to abortion. Well, uh, Jameson, before we get more in, uh, deeper into this, I do want to uh, give out the number. So in the, in the last segment of the show, we're going to keep Jameson on the line in the next segment, and we're going to take calls uh, from all across the country, although this is a Kansas uh, state issue today on the ballot. Uh, I do want to take calls from anyone around the country who's listening to the core and has questions about this issue, and that is the Value Them Both Amendment in the state of Kansas. So here's the number to call in and ask questions related to this topic, 888-589-8840-888-589-8840-888-589-8840 is the number to call in and ask questions about this uh, constitutional amendment in the state of Kansas. And maybe you have a question about your state and how this could apply to your state should it be replicated uh, around the nation. So Jameson, this issue uh, isn't really directly related to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. This has been in the works for years now. Is that correct? That's right. It's been in the works for about two years. Now, that said, Kansas is now on the front line of the abortion culture wars. That's because Kansas is now going to be the first state where voters are going to have an opportunity to weigh in on this very important issue, whether the state constitution has this fundamental right to abortion. And so what you're seeing is that the, the left is pumping millions and millions of dollars into Kansas. You're seeing uh, groups like the 1630 Fund. You're seeing the New Schools Venture Fund, which is actually run by this kind of shadowy group called Arabella Advisors, which is this very rich, very wealthy, very leftist group that pumps money into states. You're seeing Planned Parenthood, ACLU, NARAL, Center for Rape Reproductive Rights, they're all dumping millions and millions of dollars of out-of-state money 
into Kansas, and what they're seeking to do is to confuse voters. Mm. They understand how important this vote is. This vote has national significance. If the yes vote fails, if the yes vote fails in Kansas, you're going to see pro-abortion radicals all around the country go into states like Mississippi, like Texas, uh, like Missouri, states all around the country and say, look, Republicans actually don't really support the radical policies of the U.S. Supreme Court. Republicans actually are closer to, to what Roe v. Wade says. I mean, if we look at Kansas, it's 44 percent Republican, 26 percent Democrat. Mm. They're going to say, look at Republican majority Kansas. They voted no on this. They disagreed with the U.S. Supreme Court. They're going to look at Kansas. They're going to see that evangelicals represent 31 percent of Christians in Kansas. Mainline Protestants, 24 percent. Catholics, 18 percent. They're going to say that evangelicals and mainline Protestants do not agree with the Dobbs decision. Mm. They're going to go into states and they're going to use Kansas as a messaging opportunity to discourage pro-life lawmakers from amending state constitutions to enshrine these protections that we need. Yeah. I mean, what we're learning is we, we cannot leave abortion policy up to state courts, to radical activist judges. Mm. We cannot even leave abortion policy up to uh, lawmakers that we know are going to change their mind. I think you're going to see that states are going to have to amend their state constitution yeah. to provide for pro-life protection. Yeah, we, this this needs to be, to your point, Jameson, not only does this have to do with correcting the utter wrong of the state Supreme Court in Kansas and, and protecting human life from a constitutional level, uh, but this needs to be, for the life movement, for those who value human life, this needs to be a, begin, a, a starting point, a beginning point for passing constitutional amendments around this nation in every state in our land uh, to protect uh, life from conception all the way to natural death. So we're going to keep Jameson on into the next segment. Here's the number to call in if you have a question about this uh, amendment in the state of Kansas. Even if you don't live in Kansas, but you still want to talk about this, you want to ask a question about it, or you want to make a comment, uh, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840 is the number to call in. We have Jamison Taylor on with us, Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs for the American Family Association and AFA Action. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more here on AFA at the Court. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. What do a stuffed crocodile, a dark room, and scientific studies have to do with the fragrance of Christ? Find out when you read Rebecca Davis's blog, The Scent of the Savior. It's just one of dozens of inspiring articles that await you at afa.net slash the stand. While you're in the neighborhood, be sure to sign up for a free six-month subscription to the print version of The Stand. 
visit afa.net slash the stand. This is Bible League International. Thank God your pastor wasn't attacked on Sunday, but it happened to Pastor Nepo recently while preaching in Burundi, Africa. Twenty radicals dragged him down the aisle to the front lawn where they beat him nearly to death because he's been faithfully sharing the gospel with Muslims and nearly 200 have come to Christ in his village where Christians are attacked daily. Anyone who comes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior are easily persecuted. In coastal India, Jayanth planted a church in a village with no Christians and today more than half of that village follows Christ, but it did not come easy. His house was burned down twice. His wife was assaulted, and many in the church have been threatened with death, but they're not praying for an end to their suffering. They're praying for Bibles to endure and persevere. We're halfway to our goal to send God's word to 16,000 Bibleist persecuted believers, and we need to wrap up in a week. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Will you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless you for caring. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here. Write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. We've been talking about this value them both amendment to the Kansas state constitution that is on the ballot today in the state of Kansas. So if you live in Kansas, of course, you're a registered voter. If you're a registered voter, uh, then go make sure you vote in the state of Kansas today in this uh, primary election season. Uh, But also on the ballot is this constitutional amendment. So this is in regards to what's happening on the ballot in the state of Kansas today, uh, August 2nd. Uh, That's what's going on in the state of Kansas, so we're talking through this. Uh, By the way, if you want to call and ask a question or make a comment about this Value Them Both Amendment, uh, feel free to do so, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We'll jump to calls. We will go to Kansas and talk to Laurie. Laurie, welcome to AFA at the Corp. Hi there, Walker. I am actually from Kansas and voted this morning, so I'm definitely voted yes. And I just want to thank Jameson for all of his information. I was on the um, conference call the other day. He gave some tremendous information that I really wish all Kansans could have heard. But I thank him for that. I just want to encourage everybody from Kansas, it's not too late to go vote. And to me, this comes down to basically it's a pro-life vote or a pro-abortion vote. There's really not confusion at all. And I think people are making it, just trying to make it confusing, and it's not. 
um, it's life or it's not. And mm-hmm. so I just encourage everybody to get out there and vote yet. Um, it's not too late to do that. And I just appreciate so much all that American Family Association has done for the state of Kansas. Amen, Lori. Thank you so much for calling into the core. Appreciate your, your work there on the ground, being the hands and feet of Jesus there in Kansas. Uh, Jameson, what you think? Yeah, I really appreciate your comments, Lori. And it, it kind of reminds me of this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 30, where it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. And, you know, as you say, at the end of the day, it's, it's very simple. It's a, going to be a, a pro-life vote or a pro-abortion vote. And in this case, what you're doing is you're voting to say, you know, does the Kansas Constitution that was, again, it was ratified in 1859 when abortion was actually illegal in Kansas. Does the Kansas Constitution include a fundamental right to abortion? The historical record is very clear. No. Common sense is very clear. No. And, so the, and, and you know, just the morality in the Bible is very clear that abortion is murder, that abortion is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the choice is very clear, life and death. But I think it kind of speaks to this kind of sifting. And I don't know if other folks have felt this, but especially since COVID, I've had this sense, you know, that a, a kind of sifting is occurring here in the United States. And I believe that this Dobbs decision reversing Roe v. Wade is literally God offering us this choice between life and death. And that's why this this vote in Kansas that is occurring today is so important. Is it going to be a vote for life or for death? What is where is Kansas going to be on this on this very important issue? And I, I believe that either way the consequences are going to be significant. I mean, it says very clearly in the Bible, if you vote for life, there's blessing. Mm. There's blessings. If you yes. vote for death, there's cursing. And even if you read further in Deuteronomy, it's, I mean, it says you shall be destroyed. Mm. So this is a very important vote. And I encourage, I encourage folks as well, even if you're not in Kansas, pray and fast today for the amendment to pass. Mm. Pray and fast so that God's will is done in Kansas, and so that people do have clarity, that they have wisdom, and that they do vote yes, and that Christians in particular show up to vote yes. Yes. That's what's happening right now in Kansas is the other side is making a massive push to turn out the vote, Mm. to turn out Democrats, to turn out folks in urban areas, to confuse people, get them to vote no. It's very important for Christians to vote yes, because as I mentioned earlier in the show, Kansas is a majority Christian state. Kansas is a majority Republican state. And if this vote fails in Kansas, it's going to have national consequences. Absolutely. Well, Jameson, uh, we have on Jameson Taylor with us. We are going to get to another call, but I want to I want to make clear to our audience, and you've stated this multiple times, Jamison, uh, but voting yes will protect the mom and the baby. That's why the name of the amendment is value them both. So in the state of Kansas, when asked on the ballot about the constitutional amendment called value them both, if you vote yes on that, you are voting to protect both the baby and the mother. That's what's on the ballot in the state of Kansas today in the form of a constitutional amendment. Well, let's uh, go to Ohio and talk to Emmanuel. Emmanuel in Ohio, welcome to AFA at the Core. 
Thank you. Firstly, I would say God should bless the people in the state to pass this amendment. Uh, really, really, uh, this is also, I've been a Democrat for my life since I've been in this country. I've been voting for Democrats. But at this time, I'm going to go independent because this is crazy. People are taking animals over human beings. That's just sad in this country. Mm. People go to jail for animals. But for human beings, they go free. I don't get it. Wow. Powerful words there, Emmanuel. Well, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been a citizen? How long have you lived here since you immigrated? I've been a citizen since 2010. Wow. I've been 2009. And so I've you... All Democrats. All Democrats. But this time around, no more. Wow. This is fascinating, Emmanuel. Um, what is, what was, what was the issue? I mean, what caused you to decide, look, this, this party, this group, they're not representing my values. Because they are all about killing human beings. How can you kill an innocent child hmm. in the womb at that rate? How wow. can that happen? You're right. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. How can a civilized society, how can a major political party be in favor of killing babies? Very good, very good point there. Uh, uh, the animals were used by God as sacrifice. Hmm. Today, you kill him or uh, animal, you go to jail. Hmm. But when you kill uh, uh, a baby in the womb, uh, you get freedom. Hmm. Is that right? Yeah. No. No, absolutely, Emmanuel. Hey, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story and and what's going on in your heart right now. Appreciate that, Emmanuel, from the state of Ohio. Wow, Jameson, someone who's been a long-time uh, Democrat, at least for the last decade, immigrated to the U.S. legally, and uh, he said he's had enough of the pro-death party. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's that sifting that's going on. And if you look at abortion policies, for instance, in Kansas, you find that, I mean, Banning dismemberment abortions is hardly something that is radically pro-life. Mm. What we're talking about today is, is Kansas going to have the same abortion policies as countries like China, North Korea, and Vietnam? Or is Kansas going to at least, you know, as you said, value them both, value the mother and the child? Can we at least have a kind of balancing of rights? You know, even if Kansas doesn't go all the way and prohibit all abortions, can the legislature at least have a conversation about whether or not we should regulate abortion and how we should do so? Can the legislature at least have a conversation to say, hey, maybe our abortion laws should be the same as Germany, which bans abortion after 12 weeks. Mm. Maybe our abortion laws should be the same as Russia, which prohibits abortion after 12 weeks. Mm. France, after 14 weeks. I mean, you can't even have that conversation right now in the state legislature in Kansas because the Supreme Court has shut that down. Mm. So really, I mean, this amendment is it's about choosing life and death, but it's also about choosing democracy. Yeah. Are the voting rights of people in Kansas going to be restored or are they going to let a radical Supreme Court decide not only abortion policy, but if you let this decision stand, if the state Supreme Court is not held accountable I would be very afraid of what's going to happen in Kansas next, mm. because if the court can create just out of thin air a fundamental right to abortion, they can say, you know what, 
but we, we don't think there's a fundamental a right to carry guns. We don't think that the Second Amendment applies in the Kansas state constitution. We don't think that uh, there's a fundamental right to private property. Mm. There is a fundamental right to, to be transgender. There's a fundamental right to do all these kinds of other things. But the, you know, the court's then just going to decide. And yeah. again, I would be very nervous if I were in Kansas, in Kansas about all of your constitutional rights, because what you'll see is that the, the court will see, you know what, we can just make it up. And yeah. no one's going to hold us accountable. All right, let's go to last call we'll take today. We'll go back to Kansas. Good calls from Kansas, and we'll talk to Bruce. Hey, Bruce, welcome to the core. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Tell us what's on your mind. Well, I was going to ask Jameson, as a Kansas resident, I know that our state didn't become a state till 1861, and yet you're saying the Kansas Constitution was ratified in 1859. Is that a because it was a territory well, prior to becoming a state, or how did that come about? Yeah, that's right. So it's the territorial constitution of 1859, and then it yeah went through the process uh, of to to get ratified as your state constitution. But you can look to the Dobbs case, uh, page 89, where they specifically cite, for instance, the Kansas law. This is in the, the Dobbs opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court. They specifically cite the Kansas law that applies to abortion being illegal. And then, as we know, a couple years later, um, you have the ratification of the 14th Amendment, which is why, why that Kansas law is cited in the Dobbs case, because the court was making the point that, you know, how, how could there be this 14th Amendment right to privacy? How could there be a constitutional right to abortion when the majority of states that ratified the 14th Amendment thought abortion should be illegal. Hmm. Bruce, does that does that help give you a little guidance? Yeah, it does. And I mean, Kansas was at the forefront of the of the emancipation of the African Americans back in 1861 as a free state versus slave state, and now you know we're in the forefront again on another you know right for life and people's freedom so that's kind of interesting kansas may be a flyover state but we seem to be dead center a lot of times when it comes to you know real radical or, or you know contentious social issues yeah good point there bruce appreciate the call into the core and i uh, hope you voted today uh, being a resident and a voter there in the state of kansas well uh jameson taylor thanks so much for coming on the core for helping answering some questions and uh, educate us on this uh, constitutional amendment in the state of uh, of Kansas. Thank you, Walker. And again, I just encourage listeners to to pray and fast that that we get a yes vote in Kansas today. And I encourage all the folks in Kansas to vote yes. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to the confusion. The choice at the end of the day, as Lori said, is is very simple. Mm. And uh, we just hope that people exercise their right to vote and and to make a good vote on this issue. All right, Jameson, thanks so much for coming on the core. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you. All right, Jameson Taylor, sir. Jameson Taylor, uh, AFA Director of Policy and Legislative Affairs, also holds that same position over AFA Action, which is the uh, governmental affairs arm uh, of American Family Association or uh, division. And so appreciate Jameson coming on. This is an important issue. Value them both. Uh, the proper, the pro-life vote in uh, Kansas is yes on this constitutional amendment. And it will, by the way, um, put this back into the hands of the, of the people. 
put this in the back in the hands of the legislature so they can properly uh, protect babies and mothers in the state of Kansas. And, and once again, this all began because we had a rogue court. This all began because Kansas had a, a Kansas has a majority Democrat run court or Democrat appointed rather um, a court. The, the state Supreme Court in the state of Kansas is not elected. They are appointed by the governor. And uh, right now, they're uh, not only when this uh, uh, ruling took place, but even currently, uh, they are a majority Democrat court. So we got to get this out of the hands of the radicals. We got to get this question out of the hands of people who don't respect our our nation's founding, who don't respect our constitution, who don't respect our laws. And we got to put this back into the hands of the people. And when you do that, uh, things typically move in the right direction. When you put the, put the question back into the hands of the people of a state. Uh, the issues typically move in the right direction. You want to have an example? Look at, at California. Okay, California's left. They're radical. But uh, California, back in 2008, 2007, 2008, California voters, the majority of them said on the ballot that marriage is between a man and a woman. Proposition 8. Read about it. Uh, we had 30-plus states where the state constitutions were amended to affirm that God's design for marriage and family is appropriate and should be the law of the land. And so you really can't go wrong when you put questions into the hands of the people that reside in each state. Yeah, things typically move in the right direction when you allow voters to weigh in on these issues. That's not a blanket statement. Uh, that's not a, you know, 100% of the time. But the majority of the time, I will say, uh, things do move in the right direction. So we'll see that in Kansas. Probably have the results on that this evening. Vote yes on Kansas state constitutional amendment called Value Them Both. We're moving in a direction of protecting human life at all stages we need to keep moving in this direction we don't need any hurdles let's keep the progress going afa at the core see you next time the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the american family association or american family radio